Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Just hear those sleigh bells ringling, jing, jing, jingling too. It's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. (laughs) We are in the holiday spirit. It is, uh, well, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be middle of November. We're recording on November 6th. uh, And this is the first of what is going to be several of our holiday episodes, except it's not. It kind of is, but it isn't. So Last minute, it became not. <laughs> yeah, as of like three hours ago, it became something different. So let me explain. Um, first of all, my name's Casey. And my name's Matt. <laughs> Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. This is how we roll. You see me rolling. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> there's a callback. <laughs> Did I just show my age? I think I showed my a age. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, no. So originally the plan was this. Uh, Shop Disney dropped their holiday collection a couple weeks back. They had some preview stuff over Halloween, but then they dropped their holiday collection about, I'd say, a week and a half back. And, and Matt and I, as you know, we are merchandise junkies but we're also holiday christmas junkies and we thought hey it'd be fun to look at some of the stuff on shop disney talk about our reactions um we even um, have this idea to talk about the top five ornaments that we'd like to see in our collection right the problem is that probably won't last a whole hour or or the whole segment that's probably going to last i'd say about 20 minutes or so well matt you and i both had a chance to go do something last night on opening night what was that we both, um, not together, we broke our streak here, so we have yeah. no pre or post from the movie. We both uh, saw the new Marvel Studios film uh, Eternals last night. I was about ready to correct you because I thought you, you were going to do what a lot of people have been doing and call it The Eternals, which it's not. It's yes, Eternals. Eternals. Yes, yes, Eternals. And uh, both of us, I think, are frothing at the mouth to discuss everything that we uh, saw. Well, the problem with going to see it on opening night is that you can't you can't take to social media quite yet because you don't want to spoil it for people. So you don't really have an outlet unless you go and read what other people have wrote, which, which I've done. Mm-hmm. But I want to discuss it. Like, I want to talk about it because the, the movie is loaded, loaded with Easter eggs and callbacks and brand new content stuff that the, the normal Marvel layperson may not um, may may not may not know at first. So um, so we're gonna decide up front. We're gonna do the holiday part first and then we'll we'll pause and we'll let you know spoilers ahead. So if you've not seen Eternals, you'll know to stop then and then come back and review once you have. What I will say this right up front before we lose anybody. If you haven't seen it, don't listen to the critics. Don't don't listen to the critics for whatever reason. The critics are, are are really going hard on this movie. It's the first Marvel movie in its existence to somehow have a rotten score on Rotten Tomatoes, and I don't know why. It makes no sense to me. So don't listen to the critics. I think the fans are going to come out for this. There are some things which we'll get into, I'm, I'm sure, but it's a really good movie, and. I think it starts, Matt, back to the conversation we had about the previous two Phase 4 movies about having to reset expectations, yeah, which yeah. we're going to get to in a Yeah, we'll get that. But let's start with, let's start with a shot yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so go ahead. Get us started. I mean, you know, looking through it kind of just – I mean, in always they have the normal kind of collection stuff where they've got the family pajamas and they've got the, you know, Mickey and Minnie in their – 
uh, garb and mm-hmm. so their shirts and all that other stuff. But um, you know, we've been talking about this multiple times. Uh, it, the and, and I want to start with the ornaments because the ornaments just always blow me away. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always looking at them, going, "Wow! Oh my gosh! I want that one! Oh my gosh! I want that one!" And and it's getting to the point that I, I have to like stop <laughs> because feel, yeah. otherwise like my tree does not have enough room. <laughs> I think one of the things that's important to call out is that shop Disney always has different ornaments and the Disney store when it was still open always had different ornaments than the ones that you might get in the park. The park always seemed to have a, they had the sketchbook ornaments, don't get me wrong, but the parks also have a different set of ornaments. So the ones you get on Shop Disney are kind of a mix between sketchbook and some of the ones you get in the parks. And then there are park exclusive ones. I always get excited when I come across the park ones on Shop Disney because we wouldn't get those ones in the store. So they were they were very exciting to be able to to be able to to see and, and experience, if you will. Um, but I agree with you. I mean every year the ornaments get good. I mean there's your there's your typical ones, you know, the princess ones. Although I will say the last couple of years they've stopped doing the baseline princess ones. The princesses just in their their dresses and have gone more to like like movie scenes with the princesses, which I think is a good move because I, I think agree. the problem was that people were just, they had that one already. And so what I think they found is that they had so much backstock on them because everyone got their generic one and they often released the generic one plus one from the scene. And I yeah. think that fans were just like, you know what? I'd rather do like one from a scene. And I mean, the ones from the scenes are, are absolutely wonderful this year where, yeah. Um, like I love the Mulan one where she's in her, her armor, um, the Elsa one with the queen and where she's a queen, the bell one where she's mm-hmm. at like the, um, uh, whatchamacallit, like in the town. Uh, it, it just like, th- it brings so much more character to it than just like, yeah, here we just, you know, threw a princess on here. You know, and the other, the other ones that they do too, that I think are really that are really nice that 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 I'm they started doing a few years back are the legacy ornaments the yes. ones that point out the the anniversaries of particular properties you know that first year i think they had if i'm not mistaken it was either 10 or 15 legacy ornaments that ranged from 75 years or 90 years i think it was 90 years with mickey i think it was the first year they did it was 2018 with with mickey's 90th anniversary I and think they you're did right. other ones alongside that like again there was there was um fantasia and then there was you know snow white and the seven dwarfs and stuff i think those ones like i'm looking at one right now like the reluctant dragon 80th anniversary um it, it, hunchback of notre dame the 25th anniversary and they, they always have the, the years on them it brings out movies that you wouldn't normally get. Like one of the ones that I, I would say, um, I don't know if we have, we've altered this episode to where I don't know. Did you prepare a top five ornaments or just, just not really? No. I mean, I do have like, I've already purchased two. So I, I have already purchased the Fantasia one um, with, um, uh, Chernabog, Chernabog yeah. over over um, uh, Sorcerer Mickey, and I've already purchased the key ornament. Um, I've got the genie one in my bag um, right now. When we're recording this, Shop Disney has got the um, the twenty five percent friends and family discount. Oh my god, they got a fox and the hound. How did I miss that one? Yeah, did you, so so um, oh. so we'll do some ornament shout outs here. <laughs> um, but oh I, going god. back to the legacy one, like they, Sorry. and that's a legacy land. one. That's forty years. Yeah, forty years. Holy of that smokes! One. Sorry. 
sorry. Go ahead. And no, no worries. And uh, but they have an Atlantis one, and and you never see Atlantis no. stuff ever. And so like it's fun when you get these le- these legacy ornaments. Where same with the Reluctant Dragon, like that's a, a great callback to classic Disney. You're just not going to get, and even I, things like I just typed in. Ones. I just yeah. typed in legacy. So here's the ones they got this year for legacy: Monsters Inc. Legacy, twenty years; Dumbo Legacy, eighty years; Beauty and the Beast, thirty years; Oof. Fox and the Hound, forty years; Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree, fifty-five years; Cars, fifteen years. And Cars is actually interesting. It's got it's got Doc and um yeah on it. Alice in Wonderland, seventy years. 101 Dalmatians, 60 years. I don't know if we've had a 101 Dalmatians ornament recently. Atlantis. We had a Corella DeVille one, but I I don't remember. I don't remember that one. Um, Atlantis, 20 years. And then the Great Mouse Detective, um, 35 years. Hunchback in Notre Dame, 25 years. And then the Reluctant Dragon, 80 years. Yeah, that's always... That collection is always one that I, I remember talking up to guests a lot. Of mm-hmm. like, well, we had this like is the a, cards or the yeah. like a catalog or something, mm-hmm. you know, a catalog of them. But the other thing, did you see the Fab Fifty statue ornament sets? They, that's a newer one. In fact, those I think just released within the last couple of days since we maybe made the decision yeah. to record this. So yeah, they're the Fab Fifty ornaments, fifty bucks for four or five of them. That's actually not a bad price point considering these sketchbooks are that's normally true twenty five or twenty bucks a piece. That's true. So, I mean, it's 10 bucks a pop, but But also discounts don't work. (laughs) Well, and it's one of those if I want to get more all of them, though, I will say the fact that they have a figment one, uh, you know, the set (laughs) comes with Olaf, Miguel, Joe Gardner, Rocket Groot and figment. That's pretty nice. I think that's the Epcot one, right? Yeah, that's the Epcot one. Yeah, because there's the Magic Kingdom one. There's a Hollywood Studios one, an Epcot one, and I think an Animal Kingdom one. I think there's just – I don't yeah. think it's – at least I don't think – they may end up releasing all of them, but right now I think it's just the four sets. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's um, – I, I don't think they're going to release all of them. Honestly, though, like that's one of those things that I don't understand why they're not releasing miniature versions of all of those statues. Well, maybe this, maybe this was what it was. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like know. It. Was it you I was talking to? Or no, it wasn't. So I was talking to a friend who I work with who knows a lot of cast members down at Disney um, this past week. Um, and, and she was asking her, um, you know, why why does it seem like we're out of stock on all this 50th stuff? Like you'd think there'd be a lot more. Apparently it's all stuck on boats in California. <laughs> like it's they're having the same Problem. supply wow. chain issues that that um that the rest of the world is having and that and, and it was all supposed to be here so thank goodness it's an 18 month celebration yeah. but geez, <laughs> oh, geez, man. um is there anything else besides ornaments that stood out to you well in terms of ornaments just other ones that i i i, I might be interested in um again I, I put genie in my basket i just added the fox and the hound one which i thought was <laughs> which i thought was exciting the scar one is yeah. awesome. I'm really excited to get that one. I don't know if that was in the initial catalog release, and I don't remember seeing that one, but I'm excited about that one too. You know, and I haven't opened the ones up that I've gotten yet because um, a few years back, this had to have been five or six years back, they took kind of a downturn in terms of quality, but recently they've gotten so much better. So I'm just hoping that they're the the same quality they've been. Yeah, I agree. But as far as other holiday stuff, so traditionally, so you had mentioned, you know, the the, the character pajamas and stuff. So um, a couple of other things that that Disney usually releases around the time, they always have a Mickey and Minnie holiday plush. Um, they've actually got 
they usually have a Mickey and Minnie and a couple of other character holiday plushes. Um, I they do have them. They've got Mickey, Minnie, um, Chip, and Dale, and I think I saw a Donald one as well. Chip and um, Dale are always popular ones. Mm-hmm. They've also got though. They always release what I like to call a deluxe plush. And it's always a different character every year. So, like, a couple years ago, it was, like, a light-up Goofy. Oh, yeah, And then there was a light-up Stitch. This year, it's a light-up Mickey. Oh, nice. And it's $34.99, which isn't horrible, considering the regular one's $29. I'm sorry, $24.99. Yeah. Um, Again, with the 25% discount, you get a little bit of a discount. But they they are creeping up there in price. Um, I only bought the regular Mickey this year. And he's pretty cool. He's got, like, a green jacket on, which is fun. Um, but th- that's the one thing I think it's important to talk about right now. The prices. It's are expensive. Obscene. They're obscene. I mean, I'm looking at a stocking. Now, again, I know that it's 25% up. That's not forever. And I know they'll yeah. run other sales and better, but $29.99 for a, for a stocking, the Mickey Mouse icon felt wreath, $49.99. It's like, it's a felt wreath it's for a, 50 exactly. bucks. It's not like a, it's not like a real wreath. It's a felt friggin' wreath. And then like, there's these other things they've come out this, like the Santa Mickey Mouse and friends, Marius wishes. Have you clicked on that? There's the sleigh and there's the tree. They're flat wood. Yeah. It's and this flat. thing's $29.99 and it's flat wood. Like it's chintzy looking. I mean, even if it's nice, it's a flat piece of wood for 30 yeah. bucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> now, one I mean, of the things they did come out with that's new this year, I don't know if you saw it, are these ornaments that contain a pin on the inside. Did you see those? I did see those. It's like a Haunted Mansion one. That's $17.99. There's, there's a couple of them. They're, they're like, look like they're, like they're more parks oriented. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to go down to the parks this week um, because I'll be able to see some of the stuff in person. And that's the thing. You know, here we are again, you know, a few months removed from all the short stop, Disney stores closing. You know, when you had them tangibly, you might be able to look at it and feel it and touch it and go, yeah, this is worth it for that price point. But online, you don't always know what you're getting. And the problem is if you don't like it, to ship it back, you got to pay shipping. Yeah, exactly. And so, so it's uh, – yeah. and, and we talked about this a little bit where I get the vibe that Shop Disney is not maybe doing as well as they thought it was going to do. I'm, I'm hearing to, that from my sources too. So. To which uh, it, both of us give a very sarcastic, surprised face. Huh. Like, huh. huh. <laughs> who, who could have told you that? Wow. Seriously. Like, Everyone? what a surprise. <laughs> like, really? No, it's the fans. They're, they're, I mean, again, we, we had a whole discussion around the moves that Bob Cheapskate, I mean, uh, Cheapskate, I mean, um, Chappick is, um, is doing with, with the parks and with just the company in general and you know i think the fans are are kind of revolting slightly i mean um you know i i I told everybody on this podcast that i was planning on getting a annual pass Mm -hmm. i've not done that yet i I, i've kind of took a step back and said "Hmm, i'm gonna reevaluate that for a moment maybe i don't want to do an annual pass quite yet because uh, I don't know. It just but it's, it's exactly there. the point that you're getting. When I was, I know we saw this with guests. When you're at the Disney store, you're in a physical store, and this is not just a Disney store. This is any store. Yeah. When you can touch and feel the material, there were shirts that were comfier than other shirts. There were, um, or that fit different. Mm-hmm. There were holiday things that 
online looked a little bit chintzy, but when you got it in person, you were like, oh, this is actually a really good quality. It, it, there were mugs that that you saw them in person. It's like, oh my gosh, this is better. Oh my gosh, how like this is bigger. I like this. Y you, anytime you're in a store, you have the ability to really see what you're getting. Whereas now, like that, you know, holiday thing for thirty bucks. It's a thin piece of wood. I I don't know. And so when I don't know, I'm gonna err on the side of I'm not gonna buy it. Mm -hmm. And so. It, it, and there's really, I don't know the solution that there's not a way online to be like, yeah, this isn't chintzy. <laughs> there's really not, except for the reviews that people leave, but you got to wait for other people to buy them and then leave a review and, and hope that the review is accurate, you know? Um, well, and Shop I, Disney isn't a place like Amazon where there's an, uh, something with 5,000 reviews. Usually you're no. getting between three and six, if that. Exactly. I don't know. I, overall, I think they've introduced some really exciting stuff, you know, and there's, there's the standbys like the, 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 the holiday ornament, the 2021 holiday ornament, which is cool. Um, but they've also like, they don't have the snow globe this year. Like where's the snow well, globe? They do. I saw a snow globe. No, where you've seen the holiday snow globe. Hang on. I haven't seen it pop up at all. Hang on. Hang on. I thought I saw it just two seconds ago. Hang tight. Everybody. There's a Tinkerbell one, but that's not the holiday one. Hmm. Maybe I didn't see it. Maybe I'm dreaming. I, I think you are because oh, Minnie and Daisy Duck holiday snow globe ornament. Never mind. Sorry, that's an ornament. Yeah, no, that's an ornament. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. The, the actual ornament, the actual snow globe is missing. And then like the remember the throw that we would have every year. There's a throw, yeah. but did you see how much it is? It's like seventy five bucks. Seventy nine ninety nine. Like, okay. what are they thinking? It's a blanket. I went to Joanne Fabrics for my residence because we're making blankets for charity. Yeah. I got three ninety nine a yard. Like I spent two hundred and fifty dollars, and we're gonna make like twenty blankets. So yeah, like if you want a blanket, go to Joanne Fabrics. They have great holiday and Mickey Mouse and Disney prints. You yep. can get Disney prints there, and s save yourself some Ooh, I money. Could get, I could um, get a Disney prints there. What? I could get a Disney prints there. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, there's a lot of old ladies working at Joanne Fabrics, but maybe a Disney prints. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just think, and overall, this has always been my, one of my critiques with the collection. And I, I get that this is because, you know, not all these items don't always sell good, but it's, it's a lot of clothes and a lot of ornaments yeah. and clothes that I can only wear for like, I don't know, a month or two at most out of the year. I'm, I'm not necessarily want like the zip up hoodie is like $65. I'm like, so this is a hoodie that I can wear for a month yeah and have you seen the spirit jerseys like they're overly obnoxious at oh this point. i mean they're overly obnoxious at this point it's insane and, and and in terms of what they look like and in terms of the cost like they have gotten up to 80 dollars at this point that's just nuts i now, remember when one, they debuted they were like 55 that one though that's definitely a demand thing where clearly that thing took off and so oh, yeah. keep uh, pumping no, up it. the price well any, any of this stuff is demand but that's stuff. what concerns me with it the spirit jerseys can deal with some of that inflation and you've got the people that are like i love spirit jerseys i don't think you have enough people that love zip up hoodies or a throw blanket that you can say yeah 75 bucks for this and everyone's like woohoo yeah. So overall, I mean, like I said, fun stuff to look at. But as I as I was putting my Christmas stuff up um, 
last weekend into this weekend, I started to realize like, okay, I got a lot of Christmas stuff. I don't need a ton more Christmas stuff. Like I've got a lot and like even my, I haven't put my, my, my Christmas tree up yet, but like my Christmas tree is jam packed with ornaments right now. And it's so like it's at be... a point now where it's like, I want to only collect the ornaments that really mean something to me at this point, you know? Well, and that's the thing is it's got to be from a movie that means something <clears> to me, <throat> a character that's some, or even something that's just so awesome that I'm like, Oh gosh, I have I gotta to get have that. that. And, and so far, I just haven't seen too many things. That I'm like, I have to get that. Like, I'm absolutely going to get the genie because I have every, all the genie ornaments that I've collected since I worked there. Yep. And, again, I got the um, Chernabog on top of, you know, Sorcerer Mickey because I love Sorcerer Mickey. And we all know how much I love Scar. I want Scar. Mm-hmm. Other than that, mm, probably fox not. I mean, the, the Fox and the Hound, yeah, maybe that one. And that's just sitting in my bag right now. We'll, we'll see how I feel about we'll that see. one. So, yeah. Um, It'll depend on how I feel when I go down to the park because I might go to the park and go, oh my God, they're so adorable. And I come back with 30 of them. I don't know. That'd be a lot of money and (laughs) Nate would kill me if I spent that amount. So, all right. That said, we are going to transition to our second part of the episode. So as I said earlier, spoilers ahead. We are going to spend some time talking about the movie Eternals, which debuted yesterday, November 5th. By the time you're hearing this, it'll have been out a couple of weeks. So if you don't want to have the movie spoiled for you, now would be a great time to uh, exit the show and come back after you have seen the movie. That said, are you ready? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I okay, this was a first for me, uh, something that I really have not experienced uh, maybe since Iron Man or even the, like ever. I knew nothing about these characters. I knew nothing about this movie. You know, all the other movies, even if I have not read one of the comics, I knew, okay, I know what these characters are. I know what they're about. I am understanding something when I'm going in. I knew nothing. And some of that was purposeful, and some of that was just like, I'm busy. I don't have time to research. So you and I are pretty much on the the same page then with this, because I knew nothing. I did know a little bit about the celestials celestials though because um back when guardians of the galaxy came out i did a lot of extensive research on that when guardians of the galaxy Galaxy 2 came out with ego and found myself down some rabbit holes in wikipedia about the creation of the marvel universe and the one above all and the celestials and all that stuff so i did know a little bit about them um so it helped me understand this that said um, I saw someone post this on Facebook today and said, do I need to know anything about the previous Marvel movies to see this movie? And the answer is absolutely not. You, you can absolutely go into this movie knowing nothing, nothing about the MCU and still enjoy the movie. Now, if you know stuff about the MCU, you're going to feel you're going to get a lot of the like the inside jokes and some of the Easter eggs. But if you don't know anything, you absolutely can enjoy this movie because like Shang-Chi, right, which, you know, was, was the, the second of the phase, you know, the, fir- the first of the phase four movies, really, the, the one that we're really talking about here. Um, wait, yeah, right? The one that really moved the plot yeah. forward. I mean, so, I guess far yeah. from home, but y- y- you know what we're yeah. saying. What I'm trying to say is that one was a true origin story. This is kind of a true origin story, too. I, I almost liken this to, like, the Thor of phase four. You know, like it's got much greater universal consequences than we Shang-Chi did. Yeah. So I, I really, at this point, I think from what I gather of the first couple movies, the biggest thing you need to know 
and you can tell people this if they have never seen a Marvel movie, is that there was a really bad, big bad guy, Thanos. He snapped his fingers. Half the world uh, uh, disappeared. And then five years later, they all came back. That's really the, like, in both Shang-Chi and Eternals, they referenced the Thanos snap. But that's, that's really, really it, though. It's just a and reference, really though. Yeah. Right. But again, like, that can be, you can just explain that, like, listen, this is what yeah. this is. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this was, this. you know, we're, we're back into, we talked about this with Shang-Chi, where we're back into this, they're building up to something. We spent the last, I mean, how many movies with this, oh, we know kind of where it's coming, we're putting the pieces together, with there really hasn't been a show or a movie that has really directly connected with one another. No, it's, it's, no, it's you're of, right. There's all these things that are going on and you're like, how is all this coming together? Well, not to mention that there's a lot of loose threads left over from, from some of the previous movies from phase two, phase three. I mean, Adam Warlock, um, you know, guardians of the galaxy, Thor, you've got some of these, these leftover elements that are out there and now they're introducing these new elements And this one. I mean, busts it wide open when, when, um, Arsham, Arsham, Arsham says, you know, you know, I'll be the, you know, I'm going to judge because that's basically what his position is. He's the judge of, of planets and, and, or, you know, to determine whether or not they should live or not. Like, um, and then on top of all that, you get the darn mid credit scene where, uh, uh, Eros shows up Thanos's half brother out of and blip is a blip out of nowhere. Like, what was this? Pip. Pip, thank you. Blip's the thing that he does with the, the snap. Yeah, um, um, and, but, like, that comes out of nowhere. Like, holy smokes. Well, especially because it's Harry Styles. Right? <laughs> like, it was... Whoa, 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 whoa. What's Harry Styles doing it, it, it was... It, and then, of course, then you get the... Okay, I know we're going to talk about overall, but I have, I'm have. i going to jump right to the end here just for a second because... That's the, yeah, that's the most... Honestly, that's the most talking point here. Well, well the reason I, I'm going to jump to the end here is Dane. <laughs> Yes. So when he's telling um, uh, uh, Cersei, you know, my bloodline is da, da 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 you have no idea where he's – did you know where he was going with that? Okay, so um, so Kit Harrington is the actor that plays yeah. this guy. Big name actor. This guy's, you know, Jon Snow in – Yeah, uh, that's what Nate was saying. I'd never heard of him before until yeah, – yeah. He was Jon Snow in Game of Thrones, so that's yeah. what he's most known for. Um, and so uh, – he really has a minor role in this movie, which halfway through the movie, I was like, seems weird that they would get a big name actor to, uh, but did uh, you know, did you know what his role was? And then halfway through, I was like, I know what I remember that when the casting happened, they announced it all. And I was really involved in that news at that time. So yes, I knew they announced them as the black Knight. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that was essentially, it was one of those, like, I don't know if Marvel announced him as the black Knight, but through all of the sources of everything, gotcha. they were like, okay, clearly he's here for something. Here's where it makes the most sense. So about halfway through the movie, I was like, Oh, right. Well, when so, he's, when he's yeah. talking about it, I'm like, and it worth it. And I'm on the, I'm like, okay, who is this guy? Is he a mutant? What is he? Is X-Men coming? Like, I, cause I really, I had no, I was on the edge of my seat of like, is this when they're going to introduce the mutants? Are we going to, and then of course he gets to the end where he where he's looking at the sword, and you hear the off-screen voice. Did you look to see who the off-screen voice yes, was? Yes, I know exactly. It's that Blade. It's yeah. Blade. Oh my God, it's Blade. Nate, I looked. We're like, who is that? I had to look it up, and we're like, oh my gosh, it's Blade. Um, okay, so we had to jump to the end, but now we have to do our normal thing here for a couple minutes. Um, oh, overall, it sounds like you're pretty high on the movie. Then I I don't get where the where the 
like heavy criticism is coming. I get where the criticism comes in. I don't understand where the heavy criticism is. I think this is a very unique movie. Yeah. It feels very unique. I felt like the characters, even though they're trying to introduce like eight to 10 new characters, everyone felt fairly developed. Yeah, I thought so too. I, you I didn't knew feel, who everyone was. It, you know, it, it, you, there, a lot of the criticism has been surrounded by this whole time jumping back and forth, but I felt as a plot device that worked really well to have them at these different stages in civilization as and, and play in these key parts and you got to really know the characters and then I liked how you gradually are reintroduced to them in the modern world where I, I where, where it was appropriate where it was appropriate and, and I'm, I, I'm sorry, I the, the time jumping thing I didn't have any problems following that. Me neither. Very clearly labeled. Yep. Like they label it very clear. Like I, I don't know. Like is a critic just not paying attention well enough? We're like, wait, know. how'd we get here? Uh, like, just pay attention to the movie, and yeah. you'll know exactly what's happening. Yep. <laughs> this is not I, hard. <laughs> I know one of the other criticisms was the decision to have um, Angelina Jolie in the movie. Uh, a lot of people have felt that maybe she had she pulled away because you, it's Angelina Jolie. Did you feel that at all? Like, did, I mean, I felt like her part was so minor in the movie. Like, it, it played a part, but it wasn't a big part. Same with Selma Hayek. Like, like as Ajax, like you you don't get you get her, but you don't get a lot of her. And by the way, she was a gender swapped role originally. Ajax a guy. There's actually a lot of that going on in the movie. Mm -hmm. Which, again, I like that the MCU is doing. And, and I also have to shout out that what a... Uh, well, hang on, hang on. I'll make that point later. I'm going to start with this point. Um, uh, answer your question. No, um, I didn't think she outshined it. She was a plot... Like, there was a yeah. plot line with her in it. But honestly, it's Cersei, Gemma Chan. I thought she did a fantastic job I of agree. kind of being the, the central character of what this movie is about. Yeah. And then Icarus... Also being and his and his like his like turning the bad guy. No, I didn't see that coming. Did not see that one coming. So Again, that that not, came that out of nowhere. One of those like because I don't know anything about it. I didn't see it coming. But I was very happy to be like, what? <laughs> I do want to talk, and maybe you were going here for a couple minutes. I want to talk about the cast and talk about the characters. Bravo to Marvel yeah. for finally delivering on their promise of a very diverse cast. Uh, okay, first of all races galore represented right so races galore you also have the first ever deaf superhero which not a lot of there was not a lot of talk about that to begin with like there was some talk about the gay superhero which we'll get to in a minute but to have that deaf superhero and it was just a natural part of the movie to just what she was it just who she was and in fact she delivered some of her lines which were hilarious um and I'll tell you what, her delivery when um, Lug, uh, when uh, Druig um, seemingly is killed and the way she screams, oh mm -hmm. my God, it broke my heart. It yeah. broke my heart. And then, of course, I, I got to talk. I got to talk about the, the gay family. I got to talk. I... You got to talk Fastos or Fastos? Fastos. Fastos. Faustus. It's, it's Fastos. Um, I, I'm quiet because we've had this conversation on this podcast before. It wasn't a big deal. It was just part of it. But in so many ways, it was such a big deal, Matt. Um, 
not just the fact that he was gay. We already gotten kind of that, but it was that he was gay with a family and they kissed. That that's never happened before in And a not like a quick real... peck. Like no, it was, it, a was kiss. A, it was a romantic kiss. And no one batted an eye at it. And and it, it, it normalized it moving forward. And bravo to Marvel for doing what they said they were gonna do. And I, I just it, it was such an amazing moment to see see that and to see him just be want to be with his family, you know. But overall, the diverse cast, I, I just I, in the way they gender swapped some of the characters to make the diverse cast out of it. Um, and, and I think to your point earlier, you didn't know a whole lot about this. Not a whole lot of people do know a lot about the about the Eternals and Eternals. So to them, this is their introduction to these characters. So to them, that they will forever be these characters, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's and that's I think why you could really get away with this now is no one no one could be like oh blah, 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 blah. I mean you got the hardcore but I don't I don't get in the Marvel community you know we've talked about the Star Wars community at nauseum here of like the old guard is like you know putting their foot in the ground of like this can't change this can't change I don't get that vibe with the Marvel community. Like yeah. they're pretty accepting of what the MCU has had to do and kind of let it be its own thing. I, I and, think I think we almost have to move past doing the comparison of the two moving forward because I really do think we've moved past apples to apples. We're not even at apples and oranges. We're like at apples in a three tiered wedding cake. Like totally, yeah. totally different beings altogether. You know, you go have the Star Wars universe where there are eleven movies, and yes, there's some TV shows and stuff. And then you got the Marvel Universe, which has got 26 movies in an 11 or 12 year period. That, I mean, to be able to accomplish that, I think you've got the same generations of people who are watching the movies from 12 years ago, as well as new generations who just are catching on, you know. But yeah, I mean, overall, I, I, I think, I do think the movie was a little longer than it needed to be. I do feel like it was really long. It, well, um, I mean, this is like what third longest or the longest. This was, I think, only thing that was longer was Endgame. I really yeah. do think. I think. I mean, this thing was, this thing was super long. There were moments that I do feel dragged a little bit throughout. Um, uh, again, I think you know, what do you cut? I'm not. It's hard for me to do that as an editor because you know, what do you cut that you know? But graphically, I think it was stunning. Oh, yeah. Um I loved the way that they portrayed the deviants. They were, mm-hmm. they, that was a fun story arc. I am a, like, I am a little bummed that they didn't have a little bit more of a character arc. I think I felt like it, it really like they were there and I know why they were there, but in the same regard, like they disappear very quickly. In That's that one of my big scene. criticisms of the movie is cause you know, the, the like, boss deviant i guess i'll call him yeah you know absorbs gilgamesh's powers and then like becomes like talking and our stuff i'm like oh like this is gonna be a really fun like yeah kind of just goes out like i would have like i would have seen him like i would have liked to have seen them maybe team up with the eternals to fight icarus or something you know like that could have been something but it just it felt i don't know it just it felt like we, we didn't get a true conclusion and maybe we won't, maybe they're still out there. Yeah, and that's the thing is right now it's hard to be, it's hard to say, Oh, they haven't done anything with that because they might, yeah, they might, <laughs> they might do something like that. Um, I, 
I am a little... This is, again, my my usual nitpick. How do they not think that the Celestial was going to find out about this and not be angry? Um, I don't... I don't think that they didn't think that. I think they knew that that was going to happen at some point. I, I'm, I'm fairly certain that that uh, seriously and that I, I honestly thought I, I think they knew that was going to happen. It's just okay. it was just a matter of time, which is why I think seriously leaves or is planning to leave um, to be able to go free other you know other um, eternals from their bondage, and then that's when when he shows up, you know. Yeah, I mean, other than that, though, I don't really have a lot of nitpicks. I mean, it was a good movie. Was the, I got a question for you. Was this the first Marvel movie where they open up with words in the beginning? I believe so. I mean, other than, like, a random, like, date and timestamp, I like I felt like this almost had, like, some Star Wars aura to it. Like, mm-hmm. it, it needed it to kind of set it up, and it was just enough to kind of get you into in-universe. Like, where are we? What's going on? All that stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Well, because, again, like, this, you have to set up all of these characters at the beginning, and so it sets up, like, here's where we are. And then it does a nice job of like setting up and here's who each of these characters are. Here's what they do. I, I enjoyed that and yeah. enjoyed the, and I, I enjoyed the real struggle of, cause I, I think the idea of living forever is something that we romanticize mm-hmm. that of like, Oh, like the, the ability to not die. Oh, that'd be so great. And I love that they dive into the like, consequences, the consequences and the real, like, like psychological, strain that it can have on a person who is yeah. living eternally like and sprite some, like sprites yeah. like sprites i think was a really good story arc about you know she forever looks like a kid and she can't she can't do all the things that all these other people are doing and so her ability to be a human at the end i think is really cool a cool arc for her i don't think the mcu's done with her though i, no, I, I would be shocked i mean really you're looking at the mcu now is it's clearly going into more of a space era. Whereas, you know, um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of brought that in. But for the, and you know, with, with um, Asgard, like you had a different plane there. But for the most part, fa- you know, the first story arc, the Infinity Saga series, or the Infinity Gauntlet series, whatever you want to call it, uh, it takes place on Earth and is focused mm-hmm. on Earth. Yeah. Whereas I'm getting the vibe that we're yes, Earth is still kind of the focus, but we're going to start to, I think, expand to where the there's other worlds and how are they interacting? And I, I think we're going to well, start seeing that. We know that we're heading towards this multiverse. You know, it, it's going to be one of the movies, the multiverse of madness. We know that we're heading in that direction. So in researching a little bit more last night after the movies about who the Celestials are and who created the Celestials. So I don't know if you did any research on this, but the, the, the Celestials are actually one of two major life forms. The other being what are called aspirants and they were created by basically the creator the originator and and he was simply known as uh what was his name basically i think his name was just universe like he he was basically just the the universe everything in and around was him he got lonely so he created these creatures called aspirants and 
um, the aspirants did exactly what what he wanted. They were basically fault followers. But then the Celestials were also created and they were more, they were more rebellious. And as such, they went out and created other universes. And from them, these other universes, they were able then to create planets. And that's when the Deviants and the Eternals were created. That's the basic gist of it. So it makes me wonder, you know, that's kind of the origin story. I don't know how much of that is. I mean, even explaining that to you, my head went crazy. But well, also, like, like you said, with the, that's also what was in the comics. They could exactly. be doing something totally different. Well, they've, they've already change the origin story of the Eternals at this point and of the Deviants. So it could be something completely different. And, and it, it, you know, we got Spider-Man coming up here pretty quick. That's going to be really interesting to see. I still firmly believe that Spider-Man is where we're going to probably see our first introduction of like a true mutant. I, I, I really believe hmm. if they're going to bring in James Garfield and Tobey Maguire and some of these other from other properties, I would I would be shocked if we don't see an allusion to like to Wolverine or something like it may not be a full introduction, but maybe we see slash marts or something just to show they're in property now. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm, well, I'm waiting for it. And and I, I'm also wondering, too, you know, the second Venom movie, Let There Be Carnage, had a reference of like, yeah. oh, this might be in the MCU. And then the other one, the trailer that dropped, I don't know if it was in front of your movie, was Morbius. And that had, okay, so the Morbius trailer dropped. Uh, Morbius is a uh, doctor who becomes a uh, vampire. Oh. Um, and in the trailer, Michael Keaton's Adrian Toomes makes an appearance. Mm. Clearly, again, solidifying, like, this has some root in yeah. this other thing. So... Clearly, Sony and Marvel Studios are talking to each other. Yeah. And clearly, there's some stuff going on. So that's kind of the wild card, too, of... of And Morbius comes out in January. So what does that bring to it? I It's... it's There's so many questions. And I have to say, I love it. I, I have, love it. I have one more question for you. Did you find it interesting that they name-dropped Superman and Batman in there? That was also interesting. That was um, really interesting to me. I mean, at this point, like DC and Marvel, it's not like one of them. I mean, from a movie studio standpoint, Marvel is is king. But yeah. DC Comics has plenty of great. Like DC is pumping out some really wonder, good content. It just makes me wonder if somewhere, somehow, a secret handshake deal has been made somewhere along the line. The world of geekdom would lose their collective mind if there was a marvel and dc dc crossover like they would lose their collective mind yeah i think that's one of those you do in like a, a special rather than a real tie-in you think so I, tying that into this universe would just be yeah it would like be uber even more nuts it would be uber complicated yeah yeah or that, I mean, once it's there once it's there you have to speak to it the rest the rest of the time Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I could see fair. it being like one of the multiverses that yeah. that like and then gets uh, so what I'm what I'm curious to see is so um again I'm basing this off of comics so this is this could be nothing but the multiverse happens and there's a whole arc called Secret Wars where mm -hmm. what's happening is all these worlds are colliding together 
and what it was it was essentially a business decision by marvel where they get it back to one timeline and then it's like this is the spider-man this is the iron man this is the captain america this is the thor yeah but and so i'm curious if that's kind of where they're going where like they're going to introduce all these new characters have Mm -hmm. a thing where they slam them all back together and now it's back to all right here's your spider-man here's your this person and they end up and they end up being maybe the ones that we know and maybe other ones that we don't know, you know, because that's kind of like what X-Men did in some way where they brought the old and the new together. And then eventually the, the the newer ones were the ones that won out except for a couple select characters. So yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. Any final thoughts? Okay. We got to talk about like, actually, do you know anything about black Knight? No. Okay. So, um, the, the whole sort, so the scene is he's like, like cautioning to touching this sword. Yeah. And that's because, so um, it's called the ebony sword and it is a sword that uh, when it is wielded, gives you the power of the black knight. Yes. But it curses you though too, right? Yes. It causes you to go mad and lose your innate goodness. So it's this very fun, like anti-hero, um, like the Black Knight. It, he was. I do know something about him previously, and so that was like the one character that was like, "Oh, I know that one." I, well, like, I did read. So I did slightly read. So apparently, the reference when Cersei says to him, "You need to make amends with your father." Apparently, his father. I guess there's been two Black Knights. One who wielded it for evil and one who wields it for good. His father's the one who wielded it for evil. He's the one who wants to wield it for good, at least in the comics. So that's a reference that we think potentially to the original black Knight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So huh. I, I think, I think that's just going to be a really, uh, that's an exciting character to see mm-hmm. in kind of be introduced and i'm just i'm so excited with all of these like references and setting up like hearing blade's voice and seeing a black knight tease and um harry styles character eros and uh (laughs) hearing Patton oswalt's voice yeah pip was funny he was hilarious and although the cgi was a little rough i'm not gonna lie it did look a little rough um but uh and and with shang chi and remembering okay wait they had that meeting of you know, it's it's there's a beacon that's mm-hmm. calling out to something. Who's it's calling where does, out? To? Where does Captain Marvel fit into all of this too? Is the other thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And kind yeah. of knowing what's on the horizon to go. Okay, we've got Far From Home. I, I or I, well, ideally- we've got some major players coming up. Far From Home. Um, I'm sorry, No Way Home. No Way Home. No Way Home. Doctor like, Strange. Home's not right. Doctor no Way Home. Strange. WandaVision series season two. Or is it Loki season two? No, Loki season Loki. two. Yeah, Loki. they're not doing my Loki season two. Um, again, you've got uh, just all these different. I mean, it, whew, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy keeping up with it, but it's exciting. I, I think I said this on the Shang Chi podcast that I think I was suffering a little bit from maybe some 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 superhero overload. This reset me though. This was a good enough movie. It got me back in the mindset, and I think part of it was our conversation on the last pod where we talked about resetting expectations that this is not phase three. This is not, this is not um, in game. You don't know any of these characters just go in and enjoy the movie. And if you do that, this movie is great. If you go in expecting this to live up to the character development you already have from in game, you're going to be sorely disappointed because you don't know these characters. You don't know them. It's a, it's a whole new world they're setting up. 
Well, it's not even like you don't know them. Like most people really don't know them. Yeah. Like I, I don't. I have the Wikipedia page pulled up because uh, I, 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 I couldn't remember everyone's name. Yeah, so no, I, I agree. I, I, I got the McDonald's toys already of Macari and uh, Cersei. <laughs> My mom's been collecting them. She works at McDonald's. She's like, "Do you want these?" I'm like, oh, "I don't need them. Give them to the kids." But they're pretty cool looking. So. Oh yeah, I mean they've been yeah. doing a whole line of Marvel ones like that. And I, yeah. I just, I, it's one of those like I don't try to collect them all, but when I, eh, you know, I'll go yeah. grab lunch today and grab a toy <laughs> along with it. So. Um, well, yeah, anything I, else? Kind of, yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I love this whole October, November, December release because we don't have to wait long till. The, I mean, it's like no. what a month and a half until the, yeah. the or at least when this we're one. This. this one snuck up on us. I mean, this came out of nowhere. It was like boom, there it was. You know, mm-hmm. so but. All right. Well, this has been a good episode. Um, it is closing time. How do they get a hold of us, Matt? You can email us, beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast. We only need 18 more people as of today to reach 500 members. Ooh. So uh, please uh, invite your friends. You know, it's not just podcast news we do. So I don't know if you saw it today, but I got an It's the Small World board game I today. Saw that. I and saw that. Uh, uh, I posted a video of that. So you also get hot board game news. Uh, 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 and other, you know, random stuff that we decide to post. Or when I'm down in the parks, you get on the spot testimonials. Oh, so man. yeah, oh man, that's um, happening. I'm there in five days. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll be. Are you back by the time this releases? Yeah, I'll be back. By the okay, time releases, okay. So, so, yeah. um, so uh, I guess to future you that when people are listening. I hope you had a great trip. <laughs> ah, thank you very much. I I, I I did. I had an excellent trip, <laughs> listeners. It was fabulous. I got to do insert audio here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like those birthday celebrations where happy birthday to Casey Woolley. <laughs> <laughs> or even worse, when you get one of those automated calls, they do that. Hello, this message is for Casey Woolley at <laughs> seven. You know, it's like, oh, Boy, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, at Beers Ears uh, 1928 on Twitter and Instagram as well. As always, rate and review us five stars, five stars. Um, we got lots of great episodes coming up to the end of the year, and uh, we're continuing on coming up on our two year anniversary here in March 2022, which will be here before you know it. All right, let's raise our glasses. This episode has been on us. Uh, Happy holidays. We are in the midst of it, and uh, we will see you all real soon. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.